0: Welcome to OK Pause Podcast. If you're looking for a podcast where your host will keep it raw, unfiltered, and honest about some of your favorite relationship reality TV shows, then you've come to the right place. Now, here's your host, Moni. Let's get started. Hey, 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 welcome back to OK Pause Podcast. I'm your host, Moni, and we are here to recap Love is Blind, season four, episodes nine through 11. If you are a returnee, Thank you for coming back and checking out the podcast. I really uh, appreciate you. If you are new in here for the first time, thank you. I hope you enjoy uh, the show. And also, um, please, guys, uh, please don't forget to uh, subscribe, number one, right? And if you can just take a few minutes and rate the show at the end, that would really mean a lot to me. Um, Again, if you can like the show at the end, I believe there's an option at the bottom to rate uh, the show, I would really appreciate that. But let's go ahead and uh, and get started. All right. So we pick up with Jackie and Marshall. All right. So they're getting back home. This is after the group gathering where we saw Josh and Amber. Right from the ending of episode eight. So apparently, so they get home. Things aren't really good, right? Because. Jack, remember Marshall had this conversation with Brett where he kind of wanted, you know, his perspective because he can see Brett and uh, Tiffany have a really good thing going. So he was like, okay, let me talk to Brett. I kind of respect the guy. And let me just... just kind of talk to him about what's going on with me and Jackie, right? So he kind of wanted some insight, and he wanted to talk to a friend. So Brett did give him some advice, like, hey, you you really need to have a serious conversation with Jackie. You really need to see where she's at. And what does she really want out of this thing? And also, you, you don't want to be going through this process and it just be a waste of your time at the end of the day. The wedding is, at that point, you know, during episode eight, it was like a, a week or two weeks away or something like that. So, well, and really a week away at that point. But yeah, so he's basically suggested that he talk with Jackie. So Marshall asks Jackie, they're in the kitchen. They just got home after a long day. He says, hey, like, what do you need from me? Like, what can I do for you? What can I do to make this relationship better? All right. And so she says, uh, bro, it's midnight. Okay, like, we just got home. You want to do this now? <laughs> okay, I'm at living. Okay, she didn't say all that. But she did say, bro, it's midnight. <laughs> and can we do this tomorrow? All right. So she said, all I want is just for you to love me. That's all I want. Now, a couple of things here. Pause. So I understand where Jackie is coming from. She's like, I'm tired. I don't know if she went to work that day and then had to do the taping or the filming. Um, I don't know. She had to go check in with her her family and her parents and see how they're doing. Uh, You know, also... You know, just the process of filming all day can be tiring and exhausting. At the same time, and then remember, after all of that, then they go do this group outing thing. And then her and Marshall have been having issues all day. Remember, they both arrived there separately, and then you have to go and do this meet and greet thing with with the other cast. And then it's late, and now you're getting home, and Marshall is saying, "Hey, I want to talk." Point one. Point two, looking at Marshall's side, Marshall's like, okay, look, I've done everything I thought I could for these last three weeks. I am exhausted. You're, you're, it's a push and pull, right? It's the, there's this tug thing going on and she's pulling me in. Sometimes she's pushing me away. And we're now at this point, days out before the wedding, what are we doing? Like, you know, I'm trying to be there. I'm trying to be supportive. I'm trying to, be her all, I don't know what else to do. I just want her to be direct and honest with me. So I can understand Marshall being like, hey, like, what do you want from me? Can I do anything? Do you see us going into the future? Do you see us getting married? Forget the future. Do you actually see us getting married in the next couple of days. Like, but so I understand him wanting to put his foot down saying, hey, no, I want to know now. I want us to talk about this now because I'm tired. But at the same time, he could have just given it a day and let her come back to it. Let's try this tomorrow, like she said. But at the same time, in my opinion, I honestly don't think Jackie wanted to talk about it, whether it was yesterday, I mean, excuse me, whether it was in that moment, or it was tomorrow. Truth be told. But we go on to Bliss. Bliss goes and meets with Zach's family. Now, they are genuinely, it appears, very happy for the two of them. Uh, they um, are sort of inviting uh They are kind um, and um, they're being very nice. You know, to bliss, and I like that for her. And also, just it was nice to see that he had some support, right? That he had a support system, and that he had people there who actually wanted the best for him. Um, Of course, a lot of the women were like, "Oh, how sweet! I'm so happy for you guys that you guys went through this process and met each other, and sort of kind of came out on top, right?" Um, There was a gentleman to the far right at the end of the couch. I don't know who he was. I don't know if it was a father or uncle or relative or cousin or a friend, because he really didn't say too much. And they may have said who they were. I just know that it was Zach's, excuse me, not, yes, sorry, I apologize. That was Zach's family. Um, But I don't remember who he was specifically. But I digress. Okay, so now we're going to go over to Chelsea and Kwame, who are out shopping. And while they're out shopping, it seems like Chelsea is just kind of uh, excited, right? She's kind of happy. She's out shopping with her man and, you know, she wants to try on everything in the store. Kwame ain't having none of it. He's tired. He, I don't know if he wants to go lay down, if he wants to be by himself, he wants some space. He's got a lot going on. Um, but I no, I do know what's going on. He did mention that he was a little bit irritated because of some dialogue that, apparently he asked her how she was doing, um, today. And she said, do I look like I'm okay or something, but we'll get to that. So he's just a bit irritated. Right. So Chelsea, um, she just, she's just so in love, you know, she's got love goggles on. And, um, what I do like about Chelsea though, is although she feels like Kwame is her man, her perfect match, the one, um, and she always appears to have love goggles on when she talks about him or when she's with him. But she is smart enough to also sense sometimes like, okay, something is not right here. I'm picking up that you, you know, that you're may not all you, you may not be all in. Let's talk about that. So I've seen where she's done that a few times. Like, are you sure you want to be here? Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you're ready for commitment? Are you sure you're ready for marriage? Right? So I've seen her do those things. Excuse me. All right. So apparently, like I said, the argument was over him asking her this morning, how are you feeling? And she said, do I look okay? Okay, I was like, huh? (laughs) So, and he says, um, everything with her is confrontational. Um, He feels that she's argumentative. And I'm feeling he's just overwhelmed. Um, He seems scared. And uh, initially I hadn't put in my notes that I felt that he's still caught up with the whole Micah thing. But I don't think this has anything to do with Micah, actually. He's just overwhelmed. He has anxiety about this whole thing marriage thing that's coming up, what, at this point in two to three days. Um, He doesn't have his mom's support, right, which is huge and big for him. If he can just talk to her or at least get that support from her, then he feels like he probably would be a little bit more comfortable in his decision-making. But at the same time, you know, then there's that whole other lifestyle thing. And when that he wants to really just pick up and leave port, I mean, he's got so much stuff going on and that is overwhelming him. And that's what's causing every little thing to just make it seem like it's larger or bigger than it is the whole, do I look like I'm okay? And now he's carried that from this morning you know, when he asked her in the morning, how are you, to where they're out shopping, and he's still holding a grudge about that, so it just means that there are other things going on, and he's not talking about the root of the issue, which is, I'm scared, right, I'm scared, this is quote-unquote for life, Um, I really don't want to leave Portland, Um, my mom won't talk to me, and I don't have her approval or her okay. She hasn't even met you. I don't feel comfortable marrying someone. My mom is a big part of my life. I would have never dreamed of getting married without my mom, not even meeting my fiance nonetheless, and not even being at the wedding. Like there's just so much going on there. And then, well, we'll come back to it. Okay. So, so she just says, look, okay, I get it. There's a lot going on and you're right. You should um, want your mom's support. I can understand that. Um, But also, why don't we just do this? Let's just trust in each other and let's get to the altar and let's just say yes. Right. And I know that here, okay, she's not listening to him because what, with everything that I just described, that's his issue. And for you to say, let's just trust each other and let's just say yes, that's not what he wants to hear. Um, you know, I think maybe, and, and he talked about how he feels overwhelmed, right? And, you know, that, you know, she has places that she can run to, right? She can, she, she's in her state. She's in Seattle. She can go to her mom. She can go to her cousin. She can go to her family, her best friends. Um, she can go out for a walk with her dog. Uh, you know, she has outlets if she needs space. He doesn't have that. He's from Portland, which is three hours away or two to three hours away. And he doesn't have family or friends in Seattle. Um, His family or maybe friends or whatever, everybody is in Portland. So it's, and also he's filming the show, right? So he always has to be with her. So he feels like he doesn't even have an opportunity to get away and have his own space. So if I was Chelsea, I felt what she should be saying is, Like, hey, okay, I'm here for you. What do you need from me? How can I make this process a little bit more easier on you? How can I lighten uh, your load, right? Um, Do you need some space? Do you need a day to yourself? Do you need a half a day? Um, Talk to me, communicate with me. How can I make this better for us? You know, I'm not worried about, you know, the wedding day and getting there and the yes or no. I just want to make sure that, Uh, your mental space that you're happy and and that you have what you need to just to kind of get through each day. Does that make sense? That's kind of where I'm thinking because she should have been coming from with um, or should have been going, excuse me, those are the questions she should have been asking Marshall. And again, I know that Chelsea has the best intentions for not Marshall, excuse me for Kwame. I know that Chelsea has the best intentions for Kwame. I know that Chelsea adores him and she loves him. And, um, she thinks that he's, you know, the best thing next to, you know, I mean, I don't know what whole wheat bread, (laughs) sliced bread, but, um, but she needs to hear what his fears are and address those and not hear what his fears are and just says, well, all we need to do is just get to the altar and say yes. That's not gonna make him feel any better. Okay, I'm gonna get off of that. Um, So Brett and Tiffany. So Tiffany meets with his friends and there isn't really much to say here. His friends were very supportive. Um, You can tell that they really adore Tiffany. They thought that she was a great match and that they're really great together. Anybody can see that these two together... They better say yes, now that I think about it, on their wedding day. Don't play with me. Um, But yeah, I don't see how this can go wrong, right? I see these two, you know, growing old together, if that makes sense. Anyway, but um, yeah, his friends loved her. I mean, she's great. Who who cannot love um, Tiffany, right? Okay, Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about Micah and Paul. Now, Micah and Paul—they were—they were out somewhere. I don't even know where they were, but anyway. So, Micah brings up the living logistics because, again, she really does not want to move into this man's apartment. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I don't know if it's about the couches or the sofas. Because remember, it's those the, the handmade what what? Oh my gosh, I can't think of it. I'm really bad with names. It was that website or where you can go and sell things at a discounted price or, you know, if somebody's giving away, you know, a hand-me-down sofa or bed set or whatever, you can get it from there. If I can't think of the name. But um, anyway, so he did mention on episode eight or seven, whatever it was, that he got a few of his um, things there, for sure, his sofa or couch, I know. I don't know if he got anything else from there. Uh, but anyway, but apparently she just doesn't like his apartment. She keeps mentioning the space in Arizona. I don't know if it's her home, an apartment, a condo, if she's renting or own, if she owns. I, I don't know. But she has a space in Arizona. So she was asking whether or not he would come and live with her. And he's like, okay, well, I really don't want to and he doesn't work remotely but at the same time he was like look I don't want to just say I don't want to do something um, if it matters to you then it matters to me I'd be willing to give it a try if that was the final decision that we came to and if you, if you just couldn't see yourself moving into my place and and I think also he was saying that he was initially saying why don't you come are you going to move in with me and so she was saying that you know she has her stuff and he's like, well, I've got plenty of room. I don't have a lot of furniture. So whatever stuff you can bring, I'm sure we can fit in there. But she, her thing was like, no. And then I'm thinking, I remember him saying, okay, should we get a bigger space then? Right. Maybe get another, another two bedroom or something, I guess. And she was like, well, no, I think her thing is her heart is set in, set in on him moving to Arizona I think that's what is going on there, but hopefully those two um, will figure it out. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. I think with them, I'm just kind of like, let's get to what the, let's get to, I want to keep saying decision day. That's Merit of her sight. <laughs> so my thing is let's get to the wedding day. Okay. Let's just do that. How about that? Okay. And then, and then we'll figure out where you guys are going to live. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get to Zach and Zach gets to meet with bliss's family. Now, there's two meetings, but this one is his, her mother, excuse me, and her sisters. So Bliss and her sisters, first of all, they all look alike. They look just like their mother. Her mother is beautiful. And the three sisters look like the mother. But now that we've seen the father, I can definitely see some facial influences from the dad, um, in the girls, but yeah, but for sure, they definitely look like their mom. And also, um, why was his mom? She, she was so emotional. She was crying. I think she was just happy for bliss. Uh, right. That if bliss is happy, so she knows her daughter very well. I believe that she's her daughter. Do- she feels that her daughter's not someone who would just go out and just do something like this. So I sense that she feels okay. If she, if we are here and we're doing this and she accepted your proposal and she wants us to meet you and you, and she wants to marry you. I trust my daughter then you must be the one, right? And that's kind of the energy I got from the mom. So um, so somehow they get into talking about, you know, vulnerability and things like that. And he said that he had never told anyone he's loved them since he was 21. Uh, and so her mom asks why. And he says, well, because I'm not really a vulnerable person. But going through this process, meaning the love is blind, meeting people, you know, in the pods, you have to be vulnerable, right? You have to open yourself up. And also the other thing is, in being vulnerable in this process specifically, you're going to end up having feelings for more than one person. And he was basically saying in a nutshell, that's what happened here, right? Is that I end up having feelings for someone else, and I thought that was my person, And we went to the honeymoon, realized it was not my person, that I made the wrong choice or wrong decision. And that's when I had to come back and get bliss because bliss and I had an amazing connection. And I just I just, you know, made the wrong choice the first time. And that's what happened. Um, But it was in him being vulnerable is what allowed him to have those two connections, what he was getting at. Yeah, and I also have that his mom initially, when she first got there, she was a little bit guarded, and it was like the girls were there to kind of like you know, comfort her because she wasn't as open. She started to smile a little bit more midway and towards the end of their meeting. But initially she was a little bit guarded when he talked about the loss of his mother and not having a mother and having to make it through life and um, get through some of those challenges and obstacles earlier in life um, that that's what propelled him to, you know, go to law school, make something of himself that, um, not having a mother is what pushed him. Right. And so she was saying, Hey, look, I understand that you don't have a mom, but if you, if my daughter, you know, if my daughter says yes, and, um, marries you and you are welcomed into our family and you can definitely see me as a mom. Um, something along those lines, I'm, I'm, I'm badgering it right now. But yeah, she was basically saying, look, you have a mom in me, right? (laughs) And I will be your mom. And if, if, if there's anything I can do for you, in other words, you know, I'm here for you is basically what she was saying. Her mom, hands down, it's just the sweetest and cutest thing ever. Um, I adore her. She's, she's got this very motherly energy about herself. She's loving and warm. You, you can just probably tell that she just, kids were drawn, kids are drawn to her naturally, or she seems like someone who wants to give people a hug. She just seems very kind and very, uh, deliberate and very sincere. Um, and I feel like I can trust her and I would feel comfortable with her or around her. And I'm talking about bliss's mother here specifically, but anyway, she was amazing. And the sisters were great. Nobody had anything bad to say about Zach. Um, if anything, they were there and they were very supportive. We're going to move on. So the next thing we get to our wedding dresses. Okay. So the girls go in for their fitting and the guys as well. Right. And, um, here we are at the fitting, and it's like, uh-oh, somebody's missing. So Tiffany texts Brett because she's like, "Okay, wait a minute, where's where's um Jackie?" So she texts Brett and says, "Hey, Jackie's not here. Is Marshall there?" Meaning like, okay, maybe something happened and they're both decided to not get married. So none of them are at the fittings. But yeah, um, Brett ended up texting her back and saying, no, Brett, I mean, Marshall is here. He's at his fitting. He's here with his, his his boys, his friends, whatever. So Brett goes over, because at this, so Brett was talking to Kwame. So Brett had mentioned to Kwame what Tiffany said in her text. And Kwame's like, whoa. So Brett decides to go over and um, give this information to uh Marshall now Marshall is like in the moment talking to his friends and what is he what's he talking about he's talking about Jackie he's talking about how wonderful she is and and just saying all good stuff he's not even saying anything bad anything negative he's just saying all good stuff and Brett walks up to him and says um you know can I can I talk to you for a second and Marshall's like okay like right now he's like yeah he's like okay like right now right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Brett's like, yeah, over here, follow me. Uh, so anyway, so they get, you know, he pulls them over to the side and he says, look, Tiffany just texted me and Tiffany just texted me. And she said that Jackie is not at the fitting. So he was like, what do you mean? Jackie's not at the fitting. And she said, he's like, yeah, Jackie's not at the fitting. And it's like, oh, wow. So he was shocked because if she's not at the fitting, what does that mean? she's not going to be at the wedding. It's a no, it's like, it's a no for me dog. I mean, like what, what and why don't I know that information? Right. Interesting. Okay. So that was, um, a little awkward, but we'll, we'll talk about, uh, Jackie and Marsh a little bit later. All right. So now we go to the beginning of episode 10 and, um, now we have Jackie and Josh, who we let me tell you when that scene opened up and I saw Jackie sitting there I was kind of wishing like she also you know tossed her hair to the other side so we can see her face because I wanted to see her facial expressions but her hair was a little bit in the way but anyway so you had Jackie and Josh so Jackie's sitting there and it's like okay well this is why is she sitting, looks like she has some coffee shop or something, diner or something, I don't know. But then Joss comes in, right? And so in a nutshell, basically, they're having this meetup, which none of us probably expected or saw coming. Number two, he's professing his feelings for her, and his love for her. Um, okay. So what I got from this is, he was saying, Hey, look, um, I had feelings for you. I was in love with you in the pods. Um, I didn't get chosen. I get that. Um, but you know, after I can't stop thinking about you, um, since we met, um, you know, a couple of nights ago and I know that you're with Marshall, but do you feel that you've made the right decision? Do you feel that that is where you want to be? Right. That's what I'm hearing, um, from Josh and we already know Jackie, how she feels about Marsha, we'll just put. I'll just put it that way. So she also surprises me because she said that she found him attractive. I just wouldn't have thought that. Um, okay, she did tell us what her type is, right? She said she likes some tall, six five, tatted, athletic build. Um, you know, she likes them hard. You know, tough. You know, you know, a man's man, basically right? So her and Kirsten, they got a lot in common <laughs> from i at first sight. Um, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, this crap is not going to work as far as with her and Josh. And who knows? I could be totally wrong. I have no idea. But in the moment, I just couldn't see... I couldn't see the connection. So she said that... So he basically asked her um, about Marshall, right? And how that's going. And so she says that Marshall is... Um, is too emotional, and that she's not emotional with her words, but she said her actions speak louder than her words. And she was saying that, and she said it a couple of times, that he's too emotional, so maybe she sees that as a sign of being weak, right? Because remember, she likes the opposite. She likes guys, because I guess what most people, pause, sometimes when people see someone who's tall and big and tatted and muscular and toned and that whole thing, they represent something in someone's mind, right? Maybe that they're strong and they're not afraid of anything or afraid of anyone, you know, that they'll protect you, you know, and you may feel a let's just say a false sense, I'm, I'm assuming of security by that because someone can have all that stuff going on and not protect you. Right. So, and I'm not saying that's always the case, but I'm just saying that in that presence, um, someone may feel a certain way. Uh, so So she likes so she sees Marshall as the opposite. And remember, she even said a few episodes back that if she saw him online, she wouldn't swipe she would swipe away from him. Put it that way and she wouldn't be interested because he would not necessarily be her type so she wants them a little bit more aggressive right and she wants someone who can take charge in the bedroom right and she also wants um someone who is tough and she feels that marshall is the opposite of everything i just said but does she think Josh represents those th- things that she want that's the part that gets me because with josh you know, he's a boxer, obviously, right? So I'm assuming to be a boxer, that represents toughness, right? Because you're punching people. People are punching you. And if you're a boxer and you're doing it long term, you've been punched a lot, which means you can stand the test of time, right? So maybe that represents strength to her. Um, I don't know if he's tatted. I didn't see anything. I don't know how tall he is. Uh, but as far as it representing strength, uh, yeah, sure, I guess, Um Maybe it also represents if you're a boxer, does it represent that you're aggressive, right? Does it mean that you will take charge in the bedroom? So I don't know. Anyway, so, and I agree that her actions does speak louder than words because just think about what just happened right at the fitting. She didn't go. That's, I mean, I'm sorry, that's louder than words, right? That's an action that was louder than words, not even showing up in the fitting and not telling you about it, action. Uh, Not wanting to talk to him uh, when they got home after the gathering, when he wanted to talk, and she's like, look, can we just go to bed? That's action, right? And also going to the gathering, going in two separate vehicles, not wanting to go with him, that's action. So she does, and those actions that I just, the three that I just described to her just quickly, those all affected him, right? He had to come to the gathering alone and people are like, well, where's Jackie? Where?" And he had to, that's louder than words, right? Him finding out from Brett that she wasn't even at the fitting, that hurt him. That's louder than, that's what I'm talking about. So she's right. Her actions does speak louder than words. And uh, she said that he was just too emotional for her. I've already covered that. And, uh... He feels that with the whole fitting thing that she didn't even give him the common courtesy of a text, right? Or a phone call. She didn't even shoot him an email, right? Or what's the other one? A WhatsApp. <laughs> oh my god! Oh gosh. Why didn't the producers even tell him? They knew she wasn't at the fitting, right? They could have called the other producer up on the men's side and be like, Hey, look, um, Jackie's not here. Somebody want to tell Marshall? <laughs> you know that didn't make any sense to me. Why was he there not knowing that his his partner or other half who was supposed to be at her fitting was not at her fitting? Okay. All right. I digress. Okay. So, <laughs> he did. What else happened here? I believe also, wow, Josh, I don't want to forget this part, was expressing his feelings for her. He said, why don't you leave Marshall and just get with me, right? Let's do this. Now, Jackie did say, look, I'm not even sure I want to even, I definitely don't want to do the marriage thing. So if that's what you're looking for, like, I, I can't help you with that, boo. You're on your own. But if you want to just date and just have fun and see where this goes, I'm down for that. But, you know, the other stuff you know, if you need that, then I'm not your person. And he was like, no, okay, I'm good with that. We can just, we can just kick it and have fun. All right. So we're going to go ahead and try on some dresses. So the, so we had a couple of dresses here and I have to keep remembering that we lost Jackie, right? How can I forget that? Sorry. So we're only down to Micah, Tiffany, Um, Micah, Tiffany, Chelsea, is that it? We're only down to three girls. I feel like I'm missing somebody, but anyway. Okay. So Tiffany tries on her dress. Oh, and Micah, Tiffany, and Bliss, sorry. So there are four women instead of five. All right. So Tiffany tries on her dress. I love Tiffany's first dress. I love that she wanted her dress to have, um, detailing because she said that uh, her fiance um, Brett is very much so into details and it's always just about just the little things and the dress that first dress was perfecto it had the little cute details of those little I don't want to say they were rinds, so they're beads right um, but that dress was perfect and sometimes with these pauses Okay, sometimes with these dresses from Married at First Sight, Love is Blind, uh, I think I'm I'm forgetting one other uh, dating Mary type show, the dresses all look like cookie cutters, right? They all look the same. They always had that little beige mesh thing or something where they all kind of look alike except for maybe one little thing here and there that's maybe different between all the girls, but they typically always look the same. This and they, well, I don't want to say, but anyway, they always look the same. <laughs> but this dress on Tiffany was beautiful. The detailing of the beads and the way that they were put on and where they were, how were they laid? I just, I, I can't really describe it except that they were beautiful. I'm very big on details. And with me, I'll always catch the little things. Um, It's not always the big things, but I always see just the little thing. Most things that people don't see, that's usually what catches my eye. So um, that dress, yeah, because when she comes down the aisle and he sees her, she knows he's gonna not just see a white dress and not just see her, right? But he's gonna see the little fine beads that and how they sparkle on the dress. Ah, it was beautiful. I loved it. Okay, Micah's second dress I liked, but I still felt like it needed something. Um, I know she didn't like the first dress, but the second dress was just, it looked like a, a wedding reception dress, the dress that she would probably wear after the wedding at the reception. Does that make sense? That's what it looked like to me. That's why I felt like it needed something else. Um, but it's, it was still cute and both dresses fit her to a T. She has a really nice um, shape. So yeah, the dress, both dresses were cute. But yeah, I, for me, I really, I, well, I like the second dress, but I just wish it had something more to it. That's all. Now Kwame tells his friends, um, about what he's, what I said last week. So he was talking about the fact that how she gets everything and he gets nothing, right? And so his friend was saying, Okay, well, what's more important, a fitting lifestyle or a fitting compatibility? And Kwame says both. Okay, so pause. So, what we're talking about here is he was talking to his friend, the guy from the pod, if I'm not wrong. And this is at the fitting. That's who he had with him at the fitting, was the, a friend of his that he met and they became friends from the pod, and that's who was with him. So they're talking, and he's just kind of saying how he's really just kind of wanting to just talk to someone, right? Because he's feeling overwhelmed, and he feels like he can't really talk about it with Chelsea because she's not listening, right? So he's talking to this guy from the pod and, and who's at his fitting, and so he's basically saying that, hey, look, I feel like I'm having to give up a lot here. I'm having to leave Portland to come to Seattle, you know, she wins in that, right, um, although I'm working remotely, you know, I'm I'm going to Seattle, now, my, you know, because he's physically fit, right, he likes to run, he has a running trail or something that he does, or whatever, so he's gonna have to find a new one in Seattle, which I'm sure won't be difficult, I heard, I heard that there are a lot of um, nature there, so they probably have, and mountains, so they probably have really great places for him to run in Seattle, but you know, he has things that he enjoys doing in Portland. That's where he has his apartment. Um, He also plays soccer there, right? Uh, He has his friends. Uh, So he has people in Portland. That's his home. And he feels like he's having to give all of that up or sacrifice all of that, right? To be married to Chelsea, who's in Seattle. And he feels that Chelsea isn't losing anything here she's if anything she's gaining she's winning right i'm just for lack of better words meaning that she gets to keep her job although it's not she doesn't work remotely but she gets to stay in seattle because that's where her job is number one she gets to keep still have her friends and her family nearby because they're in seattle right uh she gets to to you know, have her her dogs with her or her quaint little spaces and places that she likes to go eat or hang out at. They're all there in Seattle. And she gets to have a new husband who is moving to Seattle. So she's gaining and this is what he meant when he says that she's not sacrificing anything. That's what Kwame, and that's where his friend was saying, okay, well what's more, Cause, so he's basically just saying their lifestyle don't align because of what he's giving up to come to her and so his friend is asking okay well what's important that you have a fitting lifestyle or that you have someone who you fit with compatibility wise and Kwame's like well, I can't have have both right I-, I want the fitting lifestyle and a fitting compatibility partner so and i get that but he is really and and for some okay and there are some people who feel like if all i'm gaining if I have to sacrifice everything, I guess I'll put it that way. Right. And I'm getting a wife. I'm good. I'll build from there. Let's start from, let's grow from there. But I have my wife. She loves me. That's all I need. I'm good. Let's go. Right. (laughs) But there are other people who are like, Hey, okay. I'm sacrificing everything and all I'm getting is a wife. But I still need these other things, right? The things that I talked about that Kwame feel like he's losing. I still need my, where I play soccer, you know, well, you know my friends that I play soccer with. I still need, you know, that location where I go running. Every, I still need my extended friends and, and, you know, a few family members who are, I still need those things. But I also want my wife. How can I still keep myself whole and still have all the things that I want? Okay, that, that's his thing. So some people like I'm just getting a wife, I'm sacrificing all of this, I'm good. You know, we'll we'll grow from here. And other people like, okay, wait a minute. I'm sac I'm sacrificing, I'm, I'm losing I'm getting a wife, but I'm losing all these things. How can I keep both? How can I remain whole? So okay. Uh we are now gonna talk about about oh oh I don't want to forget Bliss's dress. Um I saw a bliss dress, I didn't really like it a lot. Um the balloon sleeves I didn't care for too much and the little beige Lining inside. I didn't care for it, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It's not me. It's not my dress. Um, I'm just, you know, talking as a woman, you know, we see dresses all the time. We're like, oh, I like that. And oh, I don't like that. So I'm just making an observation that the dress necessarily isn't anything that I would have liked or I would have picked out, but she loves it. So I'm happy for her that she found something that she likes and she looks gorgeous in it. So I'm glad that she found her dress. Uh, Okay, so. We're about to get into it now because when I saw Marshall walking up those stairs to the house, I was like, Ooh, child. Okay. So Marshall has arrived right now. Keep in mind, this is Marshall getting home after the whole fitting thing. After Brett told him, Tiffany said, Jackie didn't show up at the fitting. Right. That's after all of that. So now he's got to go and confront Jackie Both hands in his pocket. He's coming up the stairs slowly like he's just been through a lot. And he has been, right? Because he's been trying to make this whole thing work for the last few um, weeks. And instead of, and it started. At the honeymoon, remember the breakdown that she had? So he's feeling overwhelmed, right? Because he's like, I don't know what else to do. I, I try to love her. I, I try to cook for her. You know, I try to be there for her. I try to be support her. I try to do, I, I don't know what else to do. And she didn't go to the fitting. Does she not want to get married? Why didn't she tell all these questions, right? So anyway, he gets into the house and, you know, he sits down and he gets right to it. No fluff. He says, so why did you accept my proposal? Straight to it. I like that. And she went on with her excuses or whatever. Something about, um, she says, one of the things that she said, and write them all down, she says that he needs a lot of re- reassurance. Or, re- or Yeah, I think it was reassure- reassurance or reinforcement. or re- insure- Reassurance or something along those lines. And also about the it's too emotional, and also I think about him not being aggressive, aggressive enough. But really, she said, well, we already talked about that and it's some of the stuff that I had already mentioned earlier. Um, and she says with him, she never had the feelings of, you know, when you meet that somebody, you'll know because you'll know. Right. She said, I never had that with you. And she decided, said, OK, look, by the way, I got something to tell you. I met up with Josh and he was like, What? you met up with Josh and she's like, Yeah, I met up with Josh. And so he went straight. And that's one of the things I love about um, Marshall. He doesn't beat around the bush. He gets right to it. He's like, okay, so you met up with, so what does that mean? Right? So what, what are you telling me? Let's get it out. Put it out on the table. What, what are you telling me? Where's this going? Right? And she says, I, I want to be with Josh. Now, Jackie. Hmm. what do you guys think pause? Cause I'm, I'm trying to think and talk at the same time. It's not really working out. <laughs> I'm thinking as I'm recording and I'm also thinking as I was watching the show, did I believe that? Does she really want to be with Josh? I know she went out of this relationship. Number one, I know she doesn't want to get married in the next day or two. Number two, um, she probably even, never even gave them the list of family members or friends to be at the wedding for sure. Um, I could be wrong. Just, I, uh, Maybe she did. Let's just go ahead and put that in there for the record, and maybe she didn't. But um, if I was to guess, I would think maybe she didn't because it didn't seem like she was even all there. You You understand where I'm coming from? Okay. So at this point, Marshall's like, okay, well, let me get my ring back. (laughs) I had to turn away from the mic. Oh, my gosh. He said, let me get my ring back, please. Okay, pause. I was so confused because, okay, I'm so confused. All right, because first of all, on Married at First Sight, the producers, well, Bachelor and Bachelorette, right? Is it Neil Diamond or who is the guy who you always see him on on The Bachelor? Um, there to help them pick out the rings, right? The show pays for the ring, right? And when things don't work out, the 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 women have to give the ring back to the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, right? Married at first sight, they get the ring. I mean, the guys pick the ring or they design design the ring, but. They don't buy the rings. The show provides the ring, right? Uh, and was it James Allen, I think was the name, on Married at First Sight? Was it uh, two, episodes, two seasons ago? Remember that? And then I also thought that with Love is Blind, they, you know, provide the ring. The, the men don't buy the ring with their money. They just pick out the ring. So I was confused when he said, I want my ring back. So I didn't know. Do, do they keep the ring if things don't work out? I, I was just so surprised by that. That just caught me off guard. That was number one, and uh, so then she said, "Well, she's going to keep the ring." Okay, he can't argue with her on that because um, he didn't buy it, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think she can keep it. But anyway, let's let's move on for them. So he says, "Okay, fine. If you want to keep it, you keep it. But I hope every time you look at it, you think about." the how you made the worst mistake of your life every time you look at it okay anyway at this point I was thinking Marshall, it's time to pack up baby let's go let's go because I just would have been out of there I would have been out of there a lot sooner than all this foolishness because I I ain't got time for all this um I would have been gone so um yeah but it was time for him to go it like it was over she and you can tell it was time to go because she started saying okay well take it easy see you around (laughs) it was you shouldn't even let her even get to the point where she should have said that he should have left way before then because it was obvious at the point I guess if it was me of course and she told me she met up with Josh now remember this is after a you didn't even show up at the fitting but you told me you met up with Josh I, I would have been packed up and gone already anyway that's that So she said that um, even when she had her one-on-one, she said that I I think she was starting to say, you know, I'm so sorry that I I couldn't love Marshall. She said, wait a minute, I'm not sorry that I couldn't love Marshall. I'm not saying I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. It just didn't work out. And then she also said, "Um, I don't even know if I'm going to even be with Josh, right? And she said, I am a bit crazy, facts. And then she said, "Um, I may need some self-work, facts, I mean, what she's saying is true. Um, The crazy part, I just meant that she's up and down. She's not consistent. She sends mixed signals, right? And she's not truthful and honest in what she really wants. If she knew she was not interested in Marsha, she should have told him that way at the beginning. Okay, good that she didn't go through this whole charade, the wedding and all that other stuff and hurt his poor man's feelings at the altar. But that's what I mean when I say she's, she's just all over the place. And she, she need, she does, she's right. She does need therapy, better help, counseling, you know, whatever. she It's not a bad thing for people to go and talk to somebody. Sometimes, you know, life is hard as it is. And we have all, and sometimes you need to talk to somebody other than your family members or friends, right? I mean, a trained specialist is what I'm referring to. Because they have no investment in you. I mean, their only investment is they want you to do well, right, and and to get the help. And they want to help you through whatever it is that you're going through. Whereas sometimes if you go talk to your friends and families for things like this, in this case, I'm just referring to what's going on with Jackie, you know, they're usually going to um, probably not want to tell you the total truth because they don't want to hurt your feelings um, or they're not trained, of course, to help you in that area. Because in most cases, they're not counselors, right? They're not therapists. They're not psychologists um, so they can't help you, uh, with what you need. Um, they're just your family members or friends. And so they're going to just kind of be there to listen, but I don't know if they're going to be able to give you the the sort of sound advice that you need. Uh, also, um, what was I going to say about that? Oh yeah, it doesn't hurt. So I think everybody should get some form of counseling, um, in their life, whether some, I know some people that go, You know, every year, every quarter or, you know, or whenever something big arises um, and they just like to go and check in. So, yeah, it's not a bad thing. Everybody should definitely um, go and uh, get some help. But for sure, we're talking about Jackie here specifically. She should definitely um, she needs to talk to someone. She definitely was not ready for this process. She was not ready nor open to be loved, right? Meaning that unlike, let's talk about, you use, use Brett and Tiffany. Or oh, let's also use Chelsea and Kwame. Brett and Tiffany both were open and in a sound space in mind to receive love, right? They didn't seem to have a lot of other stuff going on. If they did, you know, it was tempered. We didn't really see or hear anything about it. So they went into the love is blind process in the pods, open and ready to be loved. And so it worked out for them. Chelsea Kwame. Chelsea is open and ready to be loved. She went into that process totally heart open, wanting to meet her partner. Kwame, um, I think he is open and ready to date, right? He's open and ready for a good time. He's open and ready, you know, just to maybe, you know, be in a committed relationship with somebody. I can see that. But was he open and ready for a full fledged marriage and take on the role and responsibility of a husband at this moment. I don't think he was. So, so in that case with them two, you had one person that was open and ready and knew what she was signing up for. from talking about Chelsea. She knew she was signing up for a process that would end in marriage and she was okay with that. Kwame knew he was signing up with a process that would end in marriage. But at the end, when it got to that point, it scared him. So anyway, all right. So we're going to go next into, uh, let's see here, Brett uh, and Tiffany. Now, I know I said that we're going to go ahead and talk about um, Brett and Tiffany. I I didn't want to forget there was a a cute moment where Kwame and Chelsea um, went to take some uh, photos, right, for their engagement photos, and she, she said that she wanted to take several different types of pictures she wanted a sexy picture of them just in their undies and also there was going to be some other more serious photos but of course we didn't see those we just saw the ones him and his brief and her and her um yellow uh two-piece though they took some really nice pictures by the way I did like those those were cool I don't think I've ever seen engagement photos like that but um you know what yeah I'm I'm down for that that was pretty cool I'm not down for that for me (laughs) I'm saying I'm down for supporting them and wanting to do that. I know it's it was Chelsea's thing. Kwame just kind of went along with it because she wanted to do it. But, yeah, I, th- I thought that was cool that they, you know, wanted to do something different. Okay, so I also have that. Kwame said he still needs to talk to his mom. I think she was asking Kwame um, if he had spoken to his mom, if she was going to be there, and he was saying that no. Every time he calls her, he gets a voicemail and he's unsure that she's going to be there. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about Brett, uh, who surprises Tiffany. So Tiffany is having a a really rough day. So apparently, as she was sharing with Brett, that she's just overwhelmed and anxious about the upcoming wedding. Now, granted, They don't have to put together a wedding, right? It's not like she needs a wedding planner. Um, The show is producing, excuse me, the show is producing, I apologize, uh, the wedding. They don't have to, meaning they, Brittany and Tiff, or even the whole cast, the people that are getting uh, married here. They don't have to get a venue. They don't have to uh, find a musician or a band. They don't have to, you know, get the food. They don't have to do all those things, right? They don't have to find any of those things. Usually also that can be pretty laborious. What they but a lot of the things they have to do is the mental aspect of the planning of the wedding, so they have to you know get back to the show and let the show know who their guests will be, right? And um, what dresses you have to pick out their dresses, their makeup, w- what's going to happen with their hair, and um, who's going to be on the guest list, right? So that sort of stuff that's the stuff that they have to worry about. So apparently, with Tiffany here. What she was saying is that some of her uh, family members or friends who she has invited to the wedding, a lot of them are maybe giving her a little pushback from what I'm getting, or uncertainty, or they're they're questioning this whole process, right? Her going to the pod, going to the show, meeting someone in the pods and accepting the proposal without seeing them, and then getting married here we are four weeks later. So they're not understanding all of that. And they think that she's probably making a mistake. I'm assuming they are not sure if they want to support it. I'm assuming, um, from what I heard, um, when she was sharing this with, uh, Brett. And so I, so she, I'm feeling that she's overwhelmed from having to probably try to keep giving the family or friends the reassurance that hey look I know this seems a little wonky to you guys right like you guys like what are you doing this doesn't make sense this isn't going to last you know da 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 I I understand but trust me I did good here you guys will love him he's great I I got a winner like he's really nice and sweet and he really loves me and of course they must be thinking what are you talking what are you on you don't know this guy you just like again let's it's going to come later, but um, what's her name's dad? Bliss dad, right? What are you guys doing? You don't know anything about this guy. Like, he could be feeding you crap, you know, he could be, you know, whatever, and you just, so I guess she's just overwhelmed from trying to probably reassure friends and family that, I know it seems a little crazy and a little odd, but no, really, this is okay. I, I did good here. You guys are going to like him. But, anyway, so just to kind of get her mind off of that, so Brett um uh, surprised her with a helicopter ride, I believe, um and i I was doing something, so I didn't catch all of this, but I saw a helicopter ride. I saw they ended up in her she ended up in a room with these black and white photos that he had took of her because he also does photography, and then um there was dinner, so the whole thing was great, it was sweet um so the next part is where. Tiffany is going to meet with Brett's dad. Is it? No, I'm sorry. I apologize. Sorry. Zach is going to meet with Bliss's dad and his, um, her stepmom let me put it that way. I'm assuming her, um, siblings her half sisters and brother. So is that where we are? Yes, because he was very, very nervous. I'm talking about Zach. So this was awkward because remember um, Bliss had somewhat kind of prepared us about her dad. Remember she was telling Zach in the pod that, okay, look, my dad, you know, he's never really liked any of the guys I have ever introduced him to. Everything Bliss said about her dad was true. He, uh, okay, I'll come back to it. So what happens is, so the dad, and I missed this first part because I got the part where Bliss' dad asked Zach, do you? I guess either do you play golf? And he said no. But he had asked him something else. I don't know. Do you watch football or something? There were two other things he had to ask him if he was into. And he said no and no. And then he said, Do you, you know, do you play golf? And he's like no. And so I guess at that point, his his bliss dad just threw his hands up and he was like, Okay, well look, I'm done. <laughs> I don't have anything to connect with this guy on. So the things that I'm into, he's not. And so he says, I understand that you're a lawyer. Because it's like, okay, fine, well, I guess we'll talk. We'll go to your career. (laughs) So he was like, yes. And that's where Zach kind of perked up, because apparently Zach, you know, is a lawyer, and he went to school, obviously, to be a lawyer. And I believe he has his own law firm or was opening up his own law firm, something like that. And I believe he had been a lawyer at least for six years, and he's a criminal defense lawyer. So, yes, so... So you have that. So when that came up, he was kind of excited because it's like, okay, well, this is my real house. Yeah, I can I can talk law. So he gets into all of this law, techie, mumba-jumba and all that stuff. And Bliss dad was like, okay, well, that just went over my head. I don't know nothing about that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, okay, I just said that you, you're a lawyer, <laughs> but, you know, Zach, was thinking that was an open door for him to come in and maybe they can talk about what he does. But I don't think that Bliss' dad cared. Because at that point, once he couldn't connect with him on golf or football or whatever it was, he's like, okay, well, I guess we have nothing here. So nonetheless, that's how that went. But at that point, Bliss' father was not interested at all. Um, and again, I feel because he couldn't find a way in because there was nothing for them, like sports, you know, guys can usually come together and meet each other for the first time. And you mentioned either a football team or baseball team or, or, so, or soccer team or whatever. And it's like, and they hit it off, like they've been knowing each other for years. Right. Uh, and, um, and he didn't have that, that in way, right. With Zach, he couldn't, find that in anyway. Now, if you would have just kept talking to him and, and get to know him and ask some other questions, I'm sure that they would have had a connection because even Bliss was like, okay, dad, if you actually took the time to get to know him, you guys do actually have similar beginnings, right? Um, and similar challenges, but he's not open and receptive to Hearing any of that because he's just like, okay, first of all, you guys are making a big mistake. You don't just go somewhere and meet someone without m- meeting them face to face and decide to get married like you don't know each other. So I'm glad that Bliss did kind of stand up for Zach in this pl- in this point because it was not for Zach to speak he can at least see how bliss dad is this is not your part to speak up or in support of your relationship let her deal with her dad and I like that Zach just sat back and just like I ain't saying shit <laughs> So Bliss was the one who was standing up for them, right? In this, in this aspect. Bliss was the one who was going back and forth. And good for her. Stand stand your ground, right? Bliss was the one who was going back and forth um with her dad. She wasn't being disrespectful. She wasn't being argumentative. She was just trying to make her point, like, okay. I understand what you're saying, but you're not going to just come here and just dog and down my relationship. We experienced something that you have never experienced. So that it doesn't mean just because you've never experienced that it, you know, it's not possible. And so that's where she was coming from. And she's not afraid of her dad, meaning that good for her, although it's her father, and she knows she still has to give him respect, but she's still going to stand up for herself. Whether she's standing up for herself, well, she's standing up for herself, number one, because she's saying that I am making the decision, right? So that means it's almost as if you don't trust my decision that I make for my own life. So a, I'm. that means you don't trust me forget Zach right in this second, you don't trust that I can make the right decision for my own life, that's number one. But then she was also standing up for them, for her and Zach, their relationship. And so I'm glad that she took the will there. That was not Zach's place to go at it with her father. He needed to fall back, which he did. (laughs) But kudos, I like her. She's tough, she's strong, she's smart, and she will speak up for what she believes in. I like bliss. Okay, so let's, let's wrap them up. Um, <laughs> I have noted, please end this scene already. Please. It was tough to watch. It was so hard to watch. Um, okay, so now we're going to finally get into episode 10. Okay, so episode 10 opens up with Kwame and Chelsea. And Chelsea says that she's upset with Kwame Because Kwame won't let her take his last name. Okay, you know it's coming. Okay, pause. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. Now, what I'm hearing from Chelsea is, in most cases, right, whether, um, in most cases, when you get married, right, um, in most cases, your partner or your spouse um, or the wife, whatever, will take um, their partner's last name. Okay. That's number one. Um, I'm thinking about married at first sight, Boston, Lindsay, and I think Lindy or Lindsay, I can't remember, but Lindy and Miguel, Miguel wanted Lindy to take his last name, but Lindy said, I'm not going to take your last name unless I get insurance. It wasn't exactly that, but you know what I'm saying. There was there was a, some stuff going on there, and she just wanted to make sure that he'll be there, because so, she knew for him it meant a lot for him for him to have a wife who carried his last name. So she used some of the stuff that was going on in their relationship at that moment as a, well, I'll only take your last name if this or that, okay? So here... Chelsea is actually saying, I want to take your last name. It will be my honor to take your last name, right? And um, and she wants it proudly. I want to represent that I am Mrs., and please forgive me, I just cannot think of Kwame's last name right at this moment. But she wants that right? She, man, Chelsea, ride or die. She is with you through the thick and then she'll be there with you. She, man, she's a, she's a queen. I love Chelsea. She is, she will, I I love Chelsea. She's a diehard. I love her. If this doesn't work out, whoever it is in the future that she ends up falling in love with and getting married to, that will have to be the luckiest man because she's going to be there with you. She's going to fight for you. She's going to fight with you, she's gonna fight by your side, she's gonna have your back your front she she's going to do what she does in a bedroom, but she's also going to help you handle your affairs and your business she's i mean she's going to that i, I she's a ride or die i i love me some chelsea and if this doesn't work out, Kwame is really missing out and he's only going to realize a little bit later on in life that you know what I really actually had a really good thing. If he says no, he's going to regret it later in the future. But we'll leave it at that. So I can understand the whole thing with the last name. She's saying, let me take your last name. It will be my honor. His issue is, and again, I also understand Kwame's issue. It's like, I don't even have my mom's support. My mom won't even answer my phone calls, right? Not during this filling process. <laughs> Maybe after, because she's like, you're not going to catch me. <laughs> Talking on the show, I'm not giving them permission. Um, so she, her thing is that, he is his thing, excuse me, is that he doesn't want, because it is his last name is his family last name, right? I'm assuming his mom has the same last name, right? So f- although it seems as if Kwame would love to get married, whenever that is, right? And for his wife to take his last name, of course, who doesn't want that, right? But in this particular situation, because he doesn't have the support of his mom he's a little bit like I don't know I just kind of run off and get married and then you are mrs you know like uh, and my mom is mrs you know it's the same like it's kind of disrespect I need to get her approval right so that's kind of what I'm picking up from him it's like okay look I don't mind if you take my last name but let's kind of get there first let's kind of get to the wedding day let's kind of you know, if we're going to say yes, let's both say yes. And then let me get to the point where I can talk to my mom. We can sit down. She meets you. Let's, you know, and let's build that relationship before we start, you know, concerning ourselves with the last name. That's, that's what I'm getting from him. Okay. Now, Tiffany meets with Brett's dad and his brother. Uh, now Brett's dad and his brother—they were really nice. Um, not too much to say here. They were very supportive. Uh, they appear to be um, open and inviting and welcoming her to the family. Um, I'm assuming that in this conversation, in this meeting, they can see that she's the real thing. Uh, I know. I remember that his brother asked what class she was from, uh, meaning like middle class, you know, um, whatever. I, I, I didn't understand, but I guess it was. I mean, anyway, I don't know, but I just thought that was a little awkward. I'll leave it at that. now, he also did, I guess maybe his way of you know bringing her in right He says, uh, so what do you think about my hair? you think my hair is weird I mean what's, what what do you what are your thoughts about my hair? Now he says this because it's kind of the, one of the first things you see about him, right because his hair he has an afro and it's beautiful and it's big and it's thick, just beautiful, luscious, natural black hair, right, and his beard, he also has a full beard, which is also nice and thick and full, so you see his eyes, his nose, his lips, and then you see all this hair around him, right, so, um, and it's just massive, so she was like, your hair, like, I guess she was kind of thrown off, like, yeah, I like, I like, I like your hair, <laughs> right, she's like, I know about that natural stuff, so she was like, no, I, I love your hair, I don't think it's weird, there's nothing wrong with it, and so he's like, okay, cool, then I, I like you, <laughs> so but it was just a little you know a little joke thing it's just his way of just saying you know what you know welcome to the family so it was cool but I do like his hair I just kept seeing myself doing a twist out on it (laughs) um okay so and and dad and Brett's dad was just phenomenal he was great Uh, I have nothing bad to say about anybody this was a really great get together um Tiffany does well meeting with his friends meeting with her his family it was good Now, Micah and Paul, there isn't really anything here, Um, he's packing up, he said he won't be seeing her for a couple of days until the wedding, the only thing I noted here is that he said he rolls his clothes into his luggages, or carry on, or whatever it is, he carries his clothes in, instead of folding, and I was thinking, rolls, I, okay, I think I've heard people do that before, but I would never roll my clothes, I definitely fold my clothes, (laughs) So, but anyway, all right, so now we're going to go to the bachelor and bachelorette party. And so Kwame was speaking some truth, right? Whether they call it, Um, I want to say, Courage Liquor or Liquor Courage or something like that. Um, I I don't really drink liquor, but something about you tend to speak your truth when you have liquor in you, right? (laughs) So he had said something to one of his friends, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, anyway, I will come back to that. I just don't remember what it was, but it was something that he said, and I was like, okay, he's speaking his truth. He's speaking his feelings about uh, Chelsea, right, and how he felt about the whole process. And I think this is probably when he was talking about the whole sacrifice thing. That's what I think. But anyway, we'll come back to that. So Brett's friend asked him if he has been in love before ever. And he says, no. And he says, are you in love now? And he said, yes. And he says, well, how do you know that you're in love? You've never been in love. Right. And so Brett says, well, I find myself um, thinking about her more, right, throughout the day. Um, I find myself wondering if she would make a great mother. Right, and uh, I find myself thinking of ways and different things I can do to put a smile on her face. You know, and he was just naming a few things. He wasn't saying, and that's it. So that's how I know I'm in love. <laughs> but he was saying, yeah, I find myself having these feelings or thoughts, and I've never really had those thoughts before right? Yeah, he's dated, he's been in relationships in the past, but not every relationship he's been in has he thought, okay, would she make a great mom? And that's where he was saying that's how he knows it's a little different this time. Now, Micah and her girls at the bachelorette party. So, okay, I'm just going to briefly say here, what I did like is how Micah stood up for her her, she stood up for Paul in this situation. So Micah's there with Shelby. Um, the other friend, I couldn't remember who she was. She, she didn't look like the friend from episode eight, I believe it was. She looked very different. Maybe her hair was parted differently this time. I remember Shelby and I remember there were, I remember that Micah had two friends there. It was Shelby and another young lady. The other young lady at the time, she was very nice. She was asking questions um, to Paul about, you know, what it was like meeting Micah and the pause, what the experience was like, what they talked about, how does he know she's the one, that sort of thing. But I can't remember if that's the same young lady that I'm seeing now with Shelby here in this episode. Anyway, so they're talking, they're all drunk. Um, but for sure, <laughs> Micah is definitely drunk. She's definitely lit, wasted, whatever you want to call it. She's had too much to drink. And she, I'm saying that because her, she's swearing, her, well, excuse me, she's, it's all in her lips. Is the or, or She's slurring, that's the word I was looking for, sorry, her words. Um, and it's fine, I get it, right? It's her bachelorette party. She's in a safe space. She's, you know, there are people around. She's not driving home or anything. It, she's getting married. She's excited. She's happy. She's with her friends. She's amongst her people. I get that, so that's cool. Uh, so... Shelby says that she wants to talk. Where's, where's, um, Paul. I want to talk to Paul. Oh, you know, I want to, yeah, I want to talk to Paul or whatever. So Micah calls Paul up on FaceTime. So you see Paul on FaceTime on her phone and then Paul's cause Paul in this moment was also, and I don't know if it's editing or if it was this moment, but a few moments before we saw them, Paul was talking to his friends about Micah and he was saying how he knows that she's the one and how um, he's so happy that he met her and, uh, you know, they have differences, but in their differences there is likeness and understanding or something along those lines and how she's so supportive and um, encouraging and he can learn a lot from her, et cetera, all this stuff, right? And I'm assuming in that moment or shortly thereafter, right, he gets a call from Micah on FaceTime. His friends are right there. And uh, they're drunk. Her, Shelby, and whoever else. Now, he didn't appear drunk at all. Um, He seemed pretty normal. I don't know what he was drinking, or maybe he wasn't drinking anything, or maybe he wasn't drinking anything heavy. But she definitely had been drinking, and then Shelby was definitely drinking as well. And so they're talking to him, and and I don't even remember what Shelby said to Paul, honestly, and, um, and then Micah slurring her words as she's talking to Paul, so he can definitely see that, okay, I don't, I, it seemed as if he was not feeling the energy, right, just kind of from my observation, so I'm not sure what happened, but Micah said, because I don't want to say he hung up on her. Micah said, wait, did he hang up on me? Because I'm assuming he did. Because he's like, I'm not dealing with this, right? Because he just got through saying all this great stuff about her. And then to his friends, his phone rings, picks up the phone, sees her with Shelby and they're swaying left to right and slurring and lips curled. Up. So he's like, oh, okay, this doesn't look good. So he, if he did hang up, I can understand Poppy why. Um, I know she said she was going to call him again. I don't know if she did. I can't remember if that happened. But yeah, anyway, so that's kind of what I got from there. I'm just going to go ahead. And, but the only thing I don't understand though, it seems like Micah tends to look to Shelby's for a lot of approval for her relationships. Now, I can't speak of the relationships in the past. I know that Shelby did mention a few episodes back that she plays a role in a, she has played a role in a lot of the relationships either succeeding or ending something like that uh, of Micah's and that she plays a very big role in her life. So I didn't, I don't quite understand if I'm even putting all of that, together right but um yeah so anyway so Shelby again here was kind of I don't want to say she was dogging I don't remember what it was that she was saying specifically about Paul but what I do want to speak on is that I do know that Micah stood up for Paul there that's what's important because I don't remember what Shelby was saying there was it was heading down a certain road and Michael was like, okay, hold on, pause for a second here. First of all, this is my fiance. I love him. He loves me. We're getting married. You guys are my friend. If anything, the only thing I want from you guys is support. Don't be dogging my man. Don't be talking about him. Don't be, you know, whatever. I just need you to be the kind of friend who are supportive of my decisions and what I decide to do. And so it's almost like Shelby, I mean, Micah was looking at Shelby like, okay, so are you going to have my back or what? Because is this about jealousy? Is something, what What else is going on here? Because you don't even really know him. You're not giving him the time of day. It, every chance that you get, you're just trying to put him down. You're throwing in, oh, he's nice. He's nice. But then you're still like, okay, I don't think this is the guy for you. Like what's going on here? So you either going to have my back or... Or we, you know, we're not going to do this, right? So I was happy that she did stand up for herself, number one, and that she also stood up for her relationship and Paul. So moving on. So we go to the wedding day. Now we have Chelsea arrives first. She gets out of her, the vehicle. And we do have, I was so happy to see, Kwame's sister and brother there who were there um, for him so I was happy that he had someone I was so happy that I was just nervous because for his fitting he had the friend that he met in the pod and then I was like at the bachelorette party there were some guys from the pod I couldn't remember if he had any personal friends from Portland who was there for the bachelor party now here it is the day of the wedding. I was glad to see that he said, or it showed his friends, and I'm assuming they were friends from Portland. So, and then of course he had his his blood sister and brother there as well. So I was glad that he had a support system. I know his mom wasn't going to make it, but I just didn't want him to be there without any kind of support. Right. So um, Chelsea's excited. She walks into her room, and she's happy. Her flowers, she's like, this is my wedding day. There's pink everywhere, and she loves her bouquet. There's, you know, stripes of, you know, there's certain, I forget what that flower is called, but um, there are pink uh, flowers in her bouquet, and she's all excited the brother and sister arrive in Kwame's room to surprise him. And he's just happy that they are there. And the sister, I love his sister. She ha- She's full of energy. Um, she's the kind of person who's never met a stranger, right? She seems like someone who would give everybody a hug. Like one of those really nice, outgoing, extroverted people. So I really do like his sister. and She has really great energy. The brother was a little bit more quiet he did speak up a little bit more when he was like, hey, can we pray? So I did like that. But he seems to be the one who tends to sit back and just observes a little bit more and watches. The sister seems to be the one who kind of, you know, talks to everybody, right? But also Kwame, Kwame is very personable as well. But that was kind of it. And I did like also that, um, Kwame's sister went to meet uh, Chelsea as she was getting dressed just to kind of give her a gift and also um, to to meet her in person because Chelsea said that she spoke to Kwame's sister the night before and I think on FaceTime or something maybe or maybe on the phone I don't remember but she said that so she was it was definitely a nice surprise right for her to come and surprise her and they gave each other a hug so I thought that was really nice and they seemed to really get along uh like and just I want to say easily but it, it's kind of easy too because her, Kwame's sister is so sweet right and we know Chelsea is sweet and she loves Kwame to death right so um their meeting was really nice okay so now uh, let's see, where do we go from here? Now, here's the issue that I had. Somebody is trying to set up Kwame. <laughs> because Kwame looked good, okay? I liked his little tux with the or a suit. I don't know if it was a tux well, it definitely wasn't a tux, but it was a suit with a little bow tie. And it looks like it has some Kente in the middle. Um uh, so he looked good. And then his wife, but it began because I'm a person of details, two things bothered me. Why you guys let Kwame go out there? And I have to look at the video again. But he had no belt, so there was a part in the scene where his white shirt was not the left tail of the white shirt was not tucked all the way in to his briefs or his pants, right? So it was it was coming out a little bit, and also he had no belt. So I don't know if he eventually got a belt when he made it to the altar, but I just didn't see a belt and I hope somebody would have checked him before he went out to make sure everything was in place because I'm like, Okay, they're not gonna let this guy go out here with his shirt not tucked all the way in and no belt. But again, that just bothered me because it's like it's your wedding day, uh, and everything should be on point, right? Your hair, which you got a haircut looks good, your hair, your clothes, your shoes, your socks, your shirt, your you know, everything. Your belt. <laughs> right but anyway okay so now chelsea's father is the one walking her down the aisle so he's just trying to give her some positive um words on that she's beautiful this is her day and he wants the best for the two of them she's tearing up she's excited um he gets her down the aisle and she hands her flowers to her mom and so she finally gets up there and she joins kwame kwame's um brother I was peeping this out, too. Now, he was sitting, him and his sister were sitting together. And The brother was kind of leaned forward because it's like, okay, now I don't know if Kwame's brother and sister know what Kwame's going to do. Like, did Kwame tell them, like, on the low? I'm saying yes or I'm saying no. So they already know. So they like, okay, we already know what he's going to do, what's going to be the fallout. And, you know, or do they not even know they're in the dark? And so they're going to be just as surprised as we are. And so they're really on the edge because they want to know, okay, either we're getting a new sister-in-law and this is great. Or he's going to say no and, you know, crap's going to hit the ceiling, right? So he was sitting on the edge like it was one of those two. So I don't know if he knew or didn't know. But he definitely seemed like he wanted to know what Kwame was gonna say. He was all in, his brother. Um, the sister was just kind of like, okay, like, what are we doing here? Like, let's go, right? She had more of that energy of, let's go, like, oh, I hope he doesn't break her heart. You know, I hope she's gonna be okay either way after all of this, right? Whether it ends up in a positive or in a negative, I hope she's gonna be okay. That's kind of what I picked up from the sister. Um, I'm all into energy. <laughs> that's that's what my, I speak a lot about that because I'm really big on pe- feeling people's energy. And that's kind of usually what kind of guides me um, in things and making decisions and things like that. But anyway, I could be totally wrong, but that's what I felt from her. All right. So that was it. So in um, the whole time, because <laughs> I didn't know when they were going to ask Okay, so are you taking this person to be your spouse, right? I didn't know when that was happening. I just kept saying, it's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. Because that's the only thing I was thinking that Kwame was going to say. So I was trying to get ahead of him. Of course, I would hope he would say yes, right? But at the same time, I would hope he would do what he felt is right for him, right? Um, I guess I would hope that he would say yes for Chelsea. (laughs) and I and because also part of me do believe that if him and Chelsea got together I believe it would be good if he can let go of some of the things that he's worried about and also if he can work things out with his mom and if he can get into a good space with all of those things then I think that him and Chelsea can be good but um yeah but I don't know we'll have to see what happens but no we didn't get to find out to um on this episode at the most we got uh Chelsea and she said yes at the most, that's what we got um, when we went to find out if Kwame's answer was going to be yes or no. The only thing I kept going back to was SK on the last, on the last season was like, it, what did he say? It's a no from No, I'm still thinking about it. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> I think he said, I, I cannot. I, I think SK said, I cannot, I will not, I do not or something. It was not a straight No. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I had the verbiage last night when I was in bed thinking about it. And now I just can't remember. But anyway, we'll have to see what Kwame says. So anyway, guys, that is it. Hopefully I didn't keep you guys too long. Um, I do want to again say thank you for coming back. Uh, I know that they're going to be dropping another episode next Friday. um, So please come back. I will do a podcast on that. We'll talk about that. And also there's going to be a reunion special. Which is supposed to be live. It's on a Sunday. I don't know if that's the 14th or 16th, but I'll let you know for sure um, next week um, when I do the next podcast, just to give you guys a reminder. And again, um, I know I mentioned it earlier, but I do want to say again. Thank you again for tuning in. Thanks for coming back to listen. And also thank you if this is your first time um, checking out my podcast. And again, it would really mean a lot to me if you would um, rate the show a five star. (laughs) If you enjoyed it, um, I would really appreciate that. And other than that, I think that was probably everything. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. I hope you have a wonderful day and see you on the next podcast. Okay, so let's close this out. Thanks. You for tuning in. Please feel free to subscribe to the show. Come back and let's do this again. See you soon. Daddy. Daddy.